Machine from Pink Floyd for those, by the way. Over the weekend, I was enjoying the 50th anniversary of the reissue of Dark Side of the Moon. And man, it sounded so good. I know David is also into rock music, classic rock. We have a lot of that stuff in common. David Masters joining us on Speaking Out America. I'm JR. And we were talking about all of the possible scenarios uh, that Joe Biden is dragging America and the West into war. And he's already spent $35 billion on a war that supposedly, you know, and all of these pertain to a dark, dark period of time. If the inevitable happens and we just aren't capable, uh, my question to David before we went to the break was, how do we deal with this? If it's not preventable, what should we be doing now? Should we be hoarding food? What What do we do? So, uh, yes, I think you should have food. I think you should prepare. I mean, luck favors the prepared, that's for sure. Uh, and before we went to the break, though, you asked a question about, you know, you said uh, to chat GPT or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, asking AI, right. Right. And and so what I did was I went and asked it, do, does AI, does chat GTP or what GPT have bias? And it wrote me about three paragraphs. And it made an excuse for itself, and it said, "Look, you got to realize I source my information from the internet." <laughs> so <I> thought, <laughs> this is really interesting because it does. It admitted that it has bias, and it's based on the idea that it sources everything from the internet. And the internet is nothing if it isn't filled with bias. Oh, now it's filled with bias on both sides, <laughs> but but listen, the the lion's share of bias is on the left. Yeah. So that that's where it gets its information from. So of course, all those scenarios are, are absolutely um, accurate and potentially real. And at the same time, I do believe that there is something that I call divine intervention. I think most people believe in it. Um, anybody that's experienced a, catastro- a catastrophic experience and then had some kind of a miraculous resolution, uh, I do believe that if the people of this world, and particularly of our country, would simply uh, – I was talking about um, the walls of Jericho today, and the, and the story of Jericho is that you know God told the, the people that were outside the walls of Jericho to walk around the, the walls for seven days. And at the, at the last – at the end of seven days, for everyone to scream in unison to, to bring the walls down, it was an exercise in people working together for a just cause. When we get to that point – Their game is over. They can't prevail when we all come together with the idea that we are done with evil. We don't care about their woke nonsense and the insanity that it's bringing. We were not going to throw our children into their volcano. We are going to stand up for ourselves. And we have the the laws are on our side, by the way. Yeah. When we get to that point. Well, I don't know if the law is on our side. I, I don't take that for granted. One single bit. I mean, the people that are writing the laws are run by the guy. You know, Joe Biden yesterday just agreed that he would pay any English teacher in Pakistan a half a million dollars if they teach their children about transgenderism. I mean, I mean, where did he get that idea from? You know, Kamala? Did she? Hey, Joe, I got an idea for you. Oh, that sounds I like. I like that. I mean, but that's that. That's I don't take that for granted that we have justice on our side. I'll tell you something. What you just reminded me of. You know what's happening in Haiti. The people are doing exactly what they did around the wall of Jericho. Yes. They're, they're dragging the cartels and the drug lords into the street and setting them afire. They're tired of it, and they're they're burning up buses. They're loading these criminals on buses and burning them. And They're taking basically justice into their own hands. 
Uh, hey, praise God, man. I don't want to see God, that happen you know in America, but we're heading in that direction, you know, if the, things continue the way they are. That's, well, I mean, shouldn't we be having a war on cartels? Shouldn't we? Which cartels? The big pharma cartels in Connecticut or the cartels from the Sinaloa gang? Let, let's just say that if, if, if it is a spiritual warfare, you know, again, first it's a cold war, then it's a hot war. If, if we are waging war against these principalities and powers, because this is what we're dealing with, it's not the flesh and blood part of it until you incinerate them. And it's for the good of the society in Haiti, for sure. Um, but but we have to get together. And I think people at this point, seven out of 10 people think America is going in the wrong direction. I think it's much higher than Including that. Including Joe Biden. People that, you know. <laughs> and he wants to finish the job. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah you make a Good point there. But, uh, you know, again, I think the Bud, the Bud Light scenario to me is the tipping point. People said, okay, I've had enough. You know, I'm not taking, I'm not going to, I don't want to think about Dylan Mulvaney every time I throw back a beer. And they're pissed and they're trying to do something about it. So, well, and again, with uh, Maybelline, I mean, and, and with Nike, here, here's a guy selling sports bras. What? <laughs> Well, what the hell's going on here? Well, it's helter skelter. It's madness, but I call it unsanity because insanity can be treated. It can be treated with therapy and drugs, right? Unsanity is a place where people like being there and they don't want to deal with reality. That's unsane. And that's Dylan Mulvaney. And that's all the people with their stupid pronouns. And my pronouns, by the way, are me, myself, and I. What else is there? Watermelon, football, and spaghetti? Come on. You know, in the old days, we used to ask people, what's your sign? Now we ask them, <laughs> right. what's your pronoun? By the way, if they ever start doing the black reparations, I'm, I'm official. I identify as black. And there's a guy that did that. He, he identified as, a, 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 I think he's a lawmaker in Indiana. Oh, yeah. Identified. Did you see this one? I did. Go ahead. <laughs> tell the story. It's a great story. Well, he's just asking for respect, just like everybody else. If you know, take him at his word. If he thinks he's a, a an Indian woman, give him give him the respect that they give everybody else. Right. If so I identify really as a rock, to the hill. Yeah. No, I I totally get it. Hey, hang on, uh, David. Can you do one more segment with me? I know you. Yeah, been... of course. All right, we'll be right back. We're talking to David Masters, and don't forget, you can also stop by the website. We have new articles being posted daily. Uh, that is speaking out America. Dot com, and then we also archive our podcasts at that website. Also coming up a little bit later on, we're going to be talking with the Epoch Times, Kevin Stockland. And we are going to explore what's happening in corporate America as we speak. Now, the Bud Light, Dylan Mulvaney that, that David and I were just chuckling about is actually a sign of a much greater problem that has emerged in our body politic. It has not only infected corporate America but it is also affecting our energy redistribution. And also it is affecting uh, entertainment and it's affecting a whole host of things, politics, as well as the U.S. economy. And so we want to delve deep into that. And we will when we speak with Kevin Stockland. He has a video out. We're going to go into an in-depth discussion about that in just a moment here on Speaking Out America. We'll do that a little bit later on. And again, my guest this hour is... David Masters, who has written a great book, which is available at uh, on Amazon, How to Escape the Prison for Your Mind. David Masters and I will continue our discussion here on Speaking Out America.
We are talking with David Masters. He is the author of the book that you can now get on Amazon.com. It is How to Escape the Prison for Your Mind, David Masters. And he is with us today. And I love this particular musical piece. A lot of people don't know it, but it's from a, a movie with Mel, uh, uh, Mel Gibson called Year of Living Dangerously. And it oh, port- living dangerously. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it portends to that period in Vietnam when the Americans had not yet arrived. The French were heavily involved, and he was a reporter from Australia. And yeah, we're in we're in perilous times, uh, and for a whole host of reasons. And I agree with you in principle that the righteous must assert themselves, but the righteous, and I mean people who have a good moral compass, and doesn't necessarily have to do with religion as much as it has to do with general attitude and, and 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 i guess you can't i can't i guess you can't have one without the other can you can you be a good person and not have any religion no no it's absolutely not true i mean i think religion is an abject failure um what they've done is they've gone woke and they've become a sing-song thing it's like a kindergarten for adults you know it's a pacification thing for most people uh, there's a few churches that are great. I mean, one of my favorite uh, preachers is Joyce Myers. I don't know if you're familiar with her. I like her a bit. She's okay. She kind of reminds, reminds me of my aunt from Texas, you know? Exactly. She's a real person. She talks about herself, and she's got great grasp on biblical principles. And that's kind of what you need as a, as a preacher. But see, most churches, they, they descend into a sing-songy kind of thing to try to make people feel good. That's not what church is about. Church is about delivering ideas of truth that liberate people, not trying to make them feel good. You know, Jesus said, those that I love, I chasten. The word chastise means to purify. If you are not in sync with a a higher power and the truth that comes from that, then you're just a lost sheep. And I don't care how many great words you can throw at people and how many Bible verses, if you don't love the truth more than any other thing, then you're just living without a rudder. You're a boat without a rudder floating through the world with all your slogans. Forget about it. No, you can be an absolutely, completely moral person without going to church ever. Uh, But church is a great place for for fellowship if you want to meet people that are in a similar like mind. But man, don't don't think you're going to find the truth at church. You're just not. You know, the two great religions of the modern age are climate change and transhumanism. Yeah, that's the truth. And they both have that same fellowship quality. You know, what greater uh, thing to get up in the morning than to save the environment and being allowed to do all kinds of immoral things in order to achieve that? You know, like they're smearing feces on artwork and standing on highways and disrupting traffic and, you know, and, and they're, they think that they're, they're justified because society is telling them, hey, you need to take action. And one way of taking action is advocacy. Now, if we had the same enthusiasm... Uh, from from people who aren't, you know, just advocating for climate activism or advocating for transhumanism and transgenderism and all these other things. If we had their energy, it's like I think there's a quote where it's, uh, it, it may be biblical, but it's like, how, why do the heathen rage? The heathen rage because their message is singular and they can pour all the energy that they want to into that singularity of whatever defines their reason for getting up in the morning. Now, as me, as a, as a person of faith, my uh, priority might want to be to do good or to be a better person. But I could be a better person all day long, and, and the woke is still going to destroy capitalism. But, <laughs> yeah. but on that note, 
you see when when okay so i used to be a consumer of nike products as soon as they started supporting black lives matter i said you're dead to me and i started talking about it and i told people on my 35 radio stations i said look you cannot support them you must stop supporting these organizations that support what you are against do you know that uh, i think late last year nike had lost a 40% share of their market in other words their market their sales had gone down 40% so we can win without doing anything but withholding we can withhold our support of these sickening organizations that think that they're going to support you know you think women are going to buy maybelline makeup now that uh, Dylan Mulvaney is their poster boy? I don't think conservative moms will. No way. But, right. And, and see, here's the difference. The woke are a vocal, a vociferously vocal minority. And, but the, the media gives them the highest profile. And what they do with the rest of us who are trying to do the right thing is they always put us in a vilification profile. Well, how come we don't hold the media? How come people don't? protest outside of david muir how come they don't throw eggs on his car how come uh you know all the folks les carol les holt and uh oh, but i'll tell you because we're not like them we're, we're not barbaristic we're not we're not tribal like they are we're we're moral and decent and we don't want to be like them and the best way to not be like them is not be like them don't wear their clothes but the, if we were logos. like them maybe they would change their tune that's what i'm saying May, no, they're going to change their tune. They are going to change their tune when the support dries up. Look what happened to Black Lives Matter. They took that money. Uh, P Patrice, whatever her name is, McSwade bought or... two mansions up in the Malibu, right? Yeah, good move. <laughs> yeah, so, totally. And you see what they do? Their 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 uh, design is only evil. They only care about themselves. They don't really care about the people that they're even involved with. They'll throw them in a volcano real quick if they if they get a chance. It's less competition for whatever is left over. We are an organism of, of thinking people who have a conscience, and we don't act like they do. We don't want to. We know that the minute we cross that line, we become a little bit more like them, and it is anathema to us. We can't stand the idea of being like them. And look, again, seven out of ten, maybe it's even higher, seven, maybe eight out of ten people know the country is going in the wrong direction. And so – and Joe Biden, I don't believe these polls that he's got like you know 42 percent approval. He doesn't. It's only in certain sectors, just like blue cities are the reasons why Portland, Oregon and San Francisco and L.A. are in squalor because they, the people there that are dependent upon the system will always re-up um, the system. They'll, and look what happened in Chicago. Lori Lightfoot, they got somebody worse. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you um, – I think we need to be more vulgar, uh, you know, expose the left for what they're doing. You know, let's take, for example, all those trans kids that decided, oops, maybe I didn't want to be a girl. Why don't we have them show up and show all the scars and show them that David Muir and Lester Holt. I hate those guys. I think those guys are, are evil. I think they're self-serving. Yeah. I think yeah. that they're they're protected. I don't think that they have to. I think they lie. I think they know that they're bought off. I think that they do it with a gleam in their eye and they're proud of what they do and what they're pr promoting is pure insanity. And they, and, and it just, it, it irritates me that, that more people aren't as upset. Why is, why does ABC news get 70 million people? And it's not 70 million, but they're the number one rated uh, outlet. 
that's a lot okay. of television sets. So, so the um, Big Brother, Big Brother is a source of, you know, in 1984, everybody was connected to Big Brother. A Big Brother is the source of the hive. The hive does not know what to think without its handlers. And so what they do is in the evening, those people who are part of the hive, the Borg, yeah. if you will, they go back to the source. Yeah. And the source is the misinformation um, appendages of the media. Those people get their talking points from somebody above them. All they do, and So these people are without conscience. These people have abandoned their sense of responsibility. I read an article. I've, I've read several articles about the death of the newsroom. News is dead. Yeah. Now it's only agenda. Yep. But those people, they are dependent upon, you know, they have be, they have embraced their corruptors. The, the drug addict needs the, the pusher. These are the pushers. These are the mental, the pushers, emotional right. content pushers. Yeah. And these people are addicted to their stuff because they, they haven't been liberated yet. They don't know the truth. The truth has not set them free yet. Yeah, we're going to have to end it there. Uh, David Masters, the book is called Free uh, Your... How to Escape the Prison for Your Mind. And my website is escapeyourmindsprison.com. There you will find a meditation exercise, a Judeo-Christian meditation exercise that will help to free your mind from the influence of external influences. That sounds good to me, man. Thanks for stopping by, David. You know, I always love having you stop by, and I look forward to our next conversation. David Masters. You're one of my favorite talk show hosts, and you know that. No, thank you, man. All right, we'll see you on the flip side. We've got Kevin yep. Stockland from the Epoch Times joining me in just a moment to talk about the woke taking over corporations. Stay tuned. Kevin Stockland is a writer, film producer, and former investment banker. He also wrote and produced We All Fall Down, The American Mortgage Crisis in 2008. It's a documentary on the collapse of the U.S. mortgage finance system, so he knows a few things about how our country runs. And with all this wokeness going on, we thought we'd bring Kevin on and talk about what's happening to our corporations. They're going woke. Budweiser just had the probably a colossal fail because they went woke. We see First Liberty Bank collapsing because they went woke. What's going on with wokeness? Where is this coming from, Kevin? Uh, yeah, well, you know, CEOs and uh, corporate executives are getting pressure from all sorts of different um, places. They're certainly getting them from some of their more radical employees, but there are also uh, external groups and nonprofits that pressure them. And then what we report uh, in our, the, the shadow state is that there are also uh, very large financial institutions that are, are pressuring companies as well to get in line with this whole agenda. What is the shadow state? Tell us about the shadow state. Yeah, well, it's, it speaks to an alternative form of government. And what it is, it's a new alliance of, of governments and corporations that are making decisions about fundamental things like our energy policy, uh, the so-called transition to renewables, also our social policy, whether that's racial uh, justice or um, issues like this. They even throw in things like abortion and gun control. But they're making decisions in corporate boardrooms and getting corporate America on, on board with this agenda. And they're doing things that the government is not allowed to do. So, for example, banks uh, and credit cards surveilling customer purchases of firearms and things like this, or censoring Americans, which a lot of the um, big tech companies are doing and social media companies. Um, so engaging in activity that, that uh, governments cannot do, but that these corporations are doing on government's behalf. 
You know, I just read last week that Kellogg, there's a cereal company that's been in this country since the late 1800s, probably one of the best organized country uh, companies. And now they're being threatened by the Human Rights Council to show that they have uh, achieved DEI goals. This is a cereal company that has been profitable. And uh, this is what I'm talking about. Who gives it? Who gives the Human Rights Council or the ACLU the power to go in and shake down a corporation and basically do what Jesse Jackson did back in the 80s and 90s where he was extorting car companies because they weren't selling enough cars to black people in Chicago. How do they get away with this? Who can fight back? The HRC is is one of these um, external organizations that puts tremendous pressure on companies, and they have a rating system where they rate companies according to how compliant they are with these social justice goals. Uh, So if you step out of line um, or you don't do what they want, they are going to hammer you on your ratings, and you can expect all sorts of of, uh, public pressure campaigns that will result from that. And and so this has been effective. It it has not only been Anheuser-Busch. It's been... Disney uh, fighting a parent's rights law in Florida. Why would a company that that has built its reputation on producing family entertainment fight against the parent's rights law and fight for uh, teaching sex ed to kids in kindergarten through third grade? It's crazy. But that was the outcome. Why would a company like Coca-Cola fight a voter ID law in Georgia, which polls across across political affiliation across races say that people overwhelmingly support and yet coca-cola fought against this and quickly found out that a third of their customers were less likely to buy coke products as a result of this position so time and again we're seeing ceos cave into these pressure campaigns even if it costs them customers even if it hurts their share price even if it hurts their shareholders do you think a lot of these organizations and i sense that because of social media and there's always that looming threat of the sheer here's how I think it works. You tell me if I'm wrong, but if, if you're a DEI, say human rights advocacy, and you go into a company and you say, we've got an army of Twitter followers that's 10 million deep and we're going to sick them on you if you don't do what we say. Isn't that what's, that's what's happening? They're using the power of the group voice to try to intimidate these corporations. That, that is happening. And these voices tend to be a minority, but they're a very vocal and a very active minority. And they're, to date, these corporations have not been getting any pressure from the other side. They have not, there's not been any cost doing this. And so they tend to uh, basically cave in to whatever is coming from the left. You know, the interesting thing about uh, Bud Light, you know, we've now seen their sales have, have fallen 26% since this whole campaign started. Um, and this is not necessarily uh, conservatives, you know, trying to take down the company. This is just people saying we don't want to hear it anymore. You know, we don't want our, our products and our companies to be pushing politics on us. Just make beer, or, or just do banking, or just produce family entertainment, or just make you know fizzy drinks. So they're now starting to pay the price, and and there may be uh, the beginning of pushback from the other side against these companies, not necessarily demanding that they be conservative, just that they leave politics aside. Well, they do it with the power of the purse. If they don't want to buy your product anymore, guess what? That you have a fiduciary duty to your stockholders to make money. And Bud Light learned the hard way or Anheuser-Busch learned the hard way that there's a greater voice of people who just won't take this anymore. It was highly offensive. I'm just, I'm just dumbfounded. And again, you, you bring up Disney. What do they want? Do they? And we already know that they, they're the the people that have been poison pilled 
are the people that are coming out of these universities and these Ivy League schools with this advocacy mindset where it's the oppressor versus the oppressed. And they're using and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because it's anti-capitalist, first of all, and it's anti-democratic, second of all. But again, I'll ask you, how do we stop this? How do we control this? Well, you know, some of it has to do with consumer choice, as we saw with Anheuser-Busch, but we're also seeing other actions at the state level. So, for example, just this week, um, Oklahoma became the latest uh, state that is now boycotting a lot of these, um, you know, so-called woke financial institutions, BlackRock and J.P. Morgan and companies like this. So a number of states, Oklahoma was the latest, but certainly Texas, Florida, West Virginia, um, and a number of others have now come out and said, hey, if you if you are boycotting fossil fuels, if you are working against a fossil fuel industry, well, we have jobs that depend on that. We have people that, that need to you know, be able to get uh, electricity and, and uh, fill their cars up at a reasonable price. So if you're doing that, we're going to boycott you from any state business. And that is spreading now throughout mostly the conservative states, but throughout the U.S. So there's that action being taken. There's also antitrust action, which is starting to heat up. And I think we'll see more of it this spring. Um, it's coming from state attorney generals, but there may also be a congressional action because for companies to get together and meet in these clubs like Climate Action 100 or the World Economic Forum and decide that they're going to unite against the fossil fuel industry or the firearms industry or whatever industry they don't like, that is collusion. And that is against our our trust, our antitrust laws that exist in the United States today. And so we may start to be seeing some legal action against these companies. And the last thing is that shareholders, when these companies are now losing value because they're taking on these controversial campaigns and losing customers over it, shareholders are now starting to, to stand up and say, hey, wait a minute, you're, you're hurting our share price. You're hurting us. And they may start to bring some actions against CEOs. Um, are you worried about that this won't end well or that this is going to go on for a long time? By the way, we're talking with Kevin Stockland of the Epoch Times. Are you worried about where this is headed or is it did, – did Budweiser burst the bubble? Um, this is far from over and it, it is very worrisome. You have tens of trillions of dollars backing this ESG movement, pushing these companies to go woke. It's being pushed by asset managers who have our money, by the way, BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, also very activist state pension funds like CalPERS and CalSTRS in California, New York State, New York City pension funds. And they manage money for other people. And these asset managers are able to use the money, our money, that they have control of to, to uh, vote the shares of the companies that they they own to compel these companies to do what they want. These asset managers that I mentioned are the largest shareholders collectively in 90% of the S&P 500 companies. So they have tremendous power. They also have the Biden administration on their side. The SEC is passing laws to, to force companies to um, disclose all of their, their, their CO2 emissions. So it's, it's a government action. It's a corporate action. And the power is tremendous. Um, we are just now over the past, I would say, 18 months starting to see pushback at the state level, at the consumer level to some extent, and perhaps even starting up in Congress. But they're late to the game. Um, and, you know, at this point, I would they're they're pretty much outgunned, um, you know, but I think at some point consumers are also going to start getting involved and voters are going to start getting involved and saying, hey, we've had enough. You know, do you think it's possible that all of this wokeism could destroy the American uh, system as we know it? 
Um, it, it, yes, that is the risk, and it's very antithetical to the American system. So, you know, our system is based on the principle that that companies that they're privately owned and they should, you know, go and and make products and, and stay out of politics, that there should not be any alignment between the corporate sector and government. But our system is also set up that we have a voice. We get to vote on policies like energy policy and racial policy and things like this. This whole movement is taking our voice away. It's taking our voice away as voters because we don't get none of these decisions are made in Congress. There weren't any laws passed on any of this stuff. You know, this is all coming from the corporate side and then from, you know, uh, federal agencies. So we're losing our voice as voters, but we're also losing our voice as consumers. We're not going to be able 10 years from now, if the government has their way, to go out and buy an internal internal combustion engine car because these automakers are being forced by EPA regulations affecting effectively to switch to EVs. So it, it is very much antithetical to uh, everything that our country was founded on. Well, it's a to be continued. Kevin Stockland will be back. But in the meantime, you can enjoy his his documentary work on Epoch Times and go to Epoch Times TV. There is also The Shadow State, which is a DVD that's available to you as well. Uh, we've got a big fight ahead, Kevin, and I appreciate you staying on top of it. And I look forward to our next appearance here on the program, Speaking Out America. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And that pretty much wraps it up for this edition of Speaking Out America. Join us online for more of the conversation, speakingoutamerica.com. Until next time, this is JR. Thanks for stopping by.